Welcome to the Burnt Creator Podcast, a resting place for creators who want to overcome and prevent burnout while gaining valuable insights on how to cultivate peace, clarity, and wealth in their lives. I'm your host, Ashley Warren, and I'm so honored to connect with you. This is a community for anyone and everyone with a desire to bring something meaningful into existence. Join us as we explore our deepest selves and our truest potential. Hey guys, today is going to be great. Uh, We sit down with Dr. RJ, an executive coach and clinical psychologist with over 17 years of experience, helping thousands of high performers uncover hidden issues that get in the way of reaching their full potential. We all know that we need this. Uh, She helps high performers eliminate stress, anxiety, and most importantly, burnout, which is what we're talking about for the rest of our days on this podcast. Dr. RJ integrates education of the brain and body connection and explains neuroscience in a relatable manner to help us reach new heights. So Dr. RJ, you are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Could you just tell us a little bit about your background um, professionally and personally and how that led you to become an executive burnout coach? Absolutely. So um, as you stated before, I'm a clinical psychologist and I grew up with psychology. I knew I wanted to be a psychologist since since fourth grade, I think, fourth or fifth grade. Um, I've always wanted to just help people and really be the voice for our community. Um, on the personal side, I like to tell everyone that I haven't done a load of laundry in years. Um, and <laughs> people always want to know how with the husband and two kids that I've managed to do that. Um, so that's one of my, my greatest secrets that I like to share. That's awesome. I wish I could say that. I mean, you run this amazing company that helps a lot of teams and, you know, entrepreneurs fight burnout. Can you explain like how you see this affecting the digital entrepreneur? Because I imagine that you work with a lot of people that are content creators, you know, own their online companies or whatever. How do you how do you see burnout like really taking hold of our community in a way? That's a great question. So the thing about um, the digital community and not physically driving to an office, um, having the routine, it's that it's difficult to set boundaries on when to turn off. It's like our our brains as high performers, we're always on. Work is always um, at the top of, at the forefront of our mind. And because we love what we do, it's super, super hard to set boundaries. But the danger in that is we love what we do. We do it, do it, do it. Don't do anything else. And then we burn out and no one has us to even use the talent that we're meant to use. That's so true. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a pattern, you know, that I I mean, I've, I've seen it in my own life recently that I didn't realize that I was operating at that level for probably years. And then you get to a point physically and mentally where you're just like, you can't go this this way anymore. Your body just shuts down. So how do you decode those patterns in your life that, you know, could lead to a a severe burnout? Yeah. So, so often it's like, how do I even know if I'm doing too much, if I'm doing the most? Um, And if you're asking yourself that question, chances are you're doing the most. We are, I, I would, I would say, especially people of color, um, we are, that's our default setting, doing the most. <laughs> and is for <clears throat> a lot of reasons, some societal, some from oppression, some just from watching patterns of generations overworking and overworking for different reasons. And so 
I say the best way to determine um, if you are headed towards burnout or not is to sit down three days in a row and write down every single thing that you do. Wow. I mean, that's terrifying to hear myself of like every single thing that I do. Every single thing. We, we call it a time audit. Okay. And then what? And then after that, you go through, so the awareness is the biggest thing. And I guarantee that once you see everything you do for three days, it's like, ooh, that's a lot. Because again, as high performers, we're good at a lot of things. And so it doesn't feel like a lot until it is. And so it creates awareness for you to see every single thing you're doing. After that, the next thing to do is to cut it, right? Cut the list and delegate. Okay. So step one, time audit for three days. Step two, go back, look at it. Everything else that someone else can do, then you start making a plan to delegate that. Wow. Okay. So I see how that works. There's another cut after that, though. I'm like, okay. I'm like, (laughs) before we get to the next cut, I see how that works as like an entrepreneur that has a team. What about like the content creator that's like solo entrepreneur? How do you cut or delegate? Do you just decide to do things? differently because you don't have a team? That That's a really good question. So solopreneurs are at the greatest risk of burnout because there is no team. And so for solopreneurs, I suggest delegating um, drudgery tasks, tasks like laundry or housekeeping or driving or, or meals, delegating those things um, because you don't have to have a team to do that. It, we're, we're pretty, it's convenient now to be able to outsource those, those tasks. Totally, totally. I would say even like your emails is is a big one. I feel like if you can, I mean, there's so many beautiful platforms now that help entrepreneurs like Fiverr and Upwork where you can hire someone for like $5 an hour to do like the mundane things that I like. I personally love managing my email, but it's it's a time suck. So I have multiple inboxes. And so there's like one where like I permit myself that I can I can answer those, but everything else it's got to go to someone else because I'll just be sitting writing an email for two hours because I'm just <laughs> feel so inspired. You know, and I'm like, I've just wasted hours. And that's hours. the danger. Yeah. It's the danger yeah. is that the things that we love yeah. aren't necessarily moving the needle or they're, they're uh, I always ask myself, will this make the boat go faster? Um, and it, it comes from a story about um, an Olympic rowing team they were all the way behind and it talks about how they ended up getting a gold medal, but their only mantra moving forward for everyone on the team is whatever you're doing, is this going to make the boat go faster? And so I use that as an internal North star or compass. Am I doing this because I love it or is it going to push me forward? That's beautiful. Yeah. I I think there's definitely a balance to that, right? Because speed is everything, but how do you make sure that you don't, become a slave to like speed so that you can still keep that passion as a creator. Absolutely. And and part of that is being intentional about every single thing. And for creative people that can feel um, oppressive. It can feel yeah. like, ooh, I don't want to have to schedule <laughs> yeah. everything. But yeah. I, I think keeping it light um, in, the, in the morning, having a morning routine, doing your top three tasks, and nothing else. Um, I love, I love and that. having the discipline to do nothing is the biggest challenge, but it's so necessary. That, 
I literally, we could stop right there. That is one of my biggest things that I hope I get better at uh, this year, <laughs> the end of this year. But yeah, it's all, it's hard for me to do nothing. It's it's so hard yeah. for me just to to sit because um, even when I'm doing nothing, I'm just thinking, which is my favorite thing to do, just to like plan and just to sit and kind of just be is is sometimes very difficult. And I feel like a lot of creative people can relate to that. What are some key elements of burnout that you see people deal with like emotionally physically mentally like the exhaustion that people feel like do you do you find that there are certain patterns that like all your clients are saying I feel like this I feel like this because again I think the biggest part is like that self-denial that we feel like I'm not in burnout I'm tired and those are two Mm -hmm. different things (laughs) so like how how do you totally different things how do you find out for yourself so what I see across the board um, usually is there's a problem with sleeping, um, quality sleep. And so when I asked, are you getting six to eight quality hours of sleep every single night? Um, the answer is usually no, eight hours. Like, who are you? How can you sleep eight hours? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's sign number one. If you're not having a quality six to eight hours every single night, um, that's a sign of burnout. The next is irritability. Um, and feeling um, like a, a brain fog. So you know you're smart, you know you can like usually roll things off, but there's a lot of creative block and brain brain fog for high performers when there's burnout. There's cynicism, it's kind of like, do people even really need this or are they gonna get it? Am I wasting my time? Um, is this even worth it? And we're talking about our passion, right? So once you get to that point of cynicism, you know it's burnout. Um, so we have the sleeping patterns, the irritability, the cynicism, and, and of course, course health issues, um, weight gain. Um, usually there's like some sort of skin, uh, acne, eczema thing uh, that flares up because of all the cortisol in your body and your system. Um, those are the main things to look for. Um, there are other telltale signs of stress, but burnout is the one that impacts physical health the most. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I can attest to that. To all of that. It's it's a unfortunate thing. And I feel like it, it really does like creep up on you. It's not like you wake up one day and you're like, gosh, I'm burnt out. You know, it's like, what happened is how I felt. Is that is that what you see it's a lot gradual. of clients? Yeah, it's very yeah. gradual. It's like you don't wake up one day and you're just like, I can't do this. It's it's this progressive sense of doom. <laughs> and you're like, how do I get yes. out of that? Yeah. And how do I, it's like, why is my to-do list so long? I'm working so hard all these hours and the the to-do list is still long. Exactly. And that's another sign of burnout. Exactly. I mean, and I feel like too, like even who you share that with will either help you feel better or make you feel worse. And this is where I think community is so important. Like I've had to learn that there are, different segments of people in my life that matter for different reasons. And so mm-hmm. having high performers around me who aren't necessarily burnt out, but understand what I'm going through are so important because talking to your friends or your family that like don't operate at the level that you operate, you could feel even worse, you know, like sharing, like I'm going through it's, all this. It's stuff. like, those yeah. are first world problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, why is your calendar so like crazy? You're just like, oh my gosh, you're right. My calendar is so crazy. Like I'm never going to get anything done, you know? And so it's really important to 
surround yourself with people that can, you know, number one, relate to what you're going through, but also like see the best in the potential future that you have. So how do you how do you navigate a burnout? I mean, I think there's probably people listening like, yes, I'm burnt out, like amazing. Thank you for telling me everything that I already know. So like, how do I get out of this or what what are the steps? Well, defining um, the underlying root cause is the the first step. So, of course, I'm always going to say get a therapist or a coach. Yeah. Um, because you need to understand, we need to understand where the burnout is coming from, the source of it, because the source will be different for all of us. Is it from just avoiding other things that are going on? Often we use work to avoid real life. So true. Um, and to av- to avoid interpersonal relationships, to avoid family, to avoid crazy stuff that's happening in the world. We just nose nose down or head down into work. Yeah. If that's the underlying cause, that's going to be a different sort of strategy or treatment than if it's poor scheduling or if it's just not giving your yourself permission to say no. Um the fear of saying no, like there's so many different uh, reasons that burnout occurs. So getting a coach or a therapist is going to be the first step and they will put you on the right track, come up with almost like a treatment plan on what to do next. And then you'll, of course, maintain that um, after some time. OK, yeah, that ma- that definitely makes a lot of sense. What's the difference between, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a creator? I I personally feel like everyone should be in therapy. What's the difference between like a therapist and what you do? Like you're a coach, but you obviously have so much experience like Um, clinically as well. So, so therapy and coaching um, have some overlap as it relates to entrepreneurs, executives, high performers. Um, So on the therapy side, if I'm doing therapy, often the first um, step is a diagnosis. And so for therapy, you have to be, your provider has to be licensed in the state. Um, if you're using insurance, it, it's more of a, a medical thing, um, just the way it's classified. And um, there are boundaries as far as what can happen outside of the sessions. Coaching um, is different in that, to me, it's more solution focused. And again, I've done both. Um, I have my own therapist. I am a therapist. Um, but for executives, entrepreneurs, I think coaching um, allows you to be more solution focused, see the problem and start like chipping away at the issues instead of going deep first. And so often um, I recommend both and maybe coach first to kind of get the low hanging fruit, put out the fire, therapist next for more uh, personal development and really digging deeper and growing in in an interpersonal way. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I think that is so important um, because, yeah, again, I'm a huge advocate for for therapy, but I do find sometimes, like, are we talking about things that are going to help me professionally? (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Like, I got a fire right now. I don't want to talk about the ice cream truck upsetting me when I was six. Like, uh -uh, I need to get this mess together. (laughs) I'm like, I know that I can have more patience. I understand that in my relationships. But right now, (laughs) I have this problem. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. So I I love that you said that. Where, where can people find a coach? Um, And so obviously, I'm a coach, um, okay. so I can be um, found. 
But I would say really ask your, your network because you want to, the thing about coaching too is that is not as regulated as therapy, right? You know what you're getting. You know that this person, either they, they have a doctorate degree and they've studied for 10 years before even getting to you. You know, if you have someone with a master's degree, they've practiced at least 300 hours under a professional before they can even get to you. With coaching um, now, it's difficult. There are no regulations. So I would say word of mouth. Also interviewing um, your coach and asking for testimonials and examples. Um, Looking on uh, social media networks of who's using who and go from there. It's, It's not as easy as finding a therapist because you can just go to your insurance card and find somebody in your zip code. Um, it doesn't really work like that for coaching. Totally. I, I definitely can relate to that. I mean, as like a social media strategist coach, like it's so unregulated, which is terrifying because anybody can say anything. Um, and you, you ultimately want to find someone, you know, that has the experience, has the, the years professionally. And so like, obviously we'll plug you at the end, but like you've been in this game for so many years and have helped so many people. So I, I definitely see the value in your services. Um, and ultimately, yeah, I think it's the community that you build, right? You can't, you can only go so far alone. And I think that everyone knows that, but as a entrepreneur, when you are by yourself, that's a hard concept to grasp because it's like, well, I am going yeah. by myself. And when that is successful, it's difficult to see the importance of allowing, you know, people to speak into your life that could help you go faster because you don't really see that you need that. And so until you hit a burnout or until something really bad happens. And so I think even if you're not in a burnout right now or everything's great, life is so seasonal. And I think we we sometimes forget that, like you could be up today and tomorrow the world could catch on fire. So having people in your corner that can help you in any season of life is so critical. Um, obviously your friends and family are so important, but also having those professional mentors are so important for not only your survival, but like your growth. So I appreciate just as a professional, what you do, like it's, it's, it's a really beautiful thing. Thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) I love it. We got to have a why. Um, yeah, there's a book I can't, it escapes right now. Um, but it's about like finding your why and it's definitely so important. And I think that's the beauty of being a creator too, is like a lot of people are content creators and influencers because the why is, you know, like having that creative outlet that also allows you to monetize and add some physical worth to that, you know, and being able to share your life with people in such an intimate way, but also get rewarded for that, I think is, is there a better job, you know? And so everyone has I feel like if they're living and they're calling has a similar statement to that. And so it's, it's a really cool thing. But again, because you do love it, you have to, I almost feel like have even better boundaries than if you worked a nine to five somewhere you hated (laughs) because you hate it. (laughs) Nothing feels like work really, you know, it's just kind of like, Oh, I'm just reading this article on the brain at 10 PM. That that's still work. Like totally, totally. (laughs) Um, it, for me yesterday I actually just got this uh like little pocket journal because I I uh love to write notes um and I guess it's like my form of journaling and uh the issue with me journaling on my phone is the second that I'm 
stopping. I'm like getting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something else. I'm checking my email. And like now I'm back in the grind. And so I'm working. out of that. Like I'm working again. Um, I'm out of that, you know, self-reflection state. So I decided to carry a little pen and paper with me so that I can take these notes still um, and not just be a slave to this device that we constantly have. Yes. <laughs> so important. What time do you, I, I know you're, you're asking the questions, but I have a question Please. for you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you pick up your phone in the morning or, or in what sequence do you pick up your phone? It really depends. I've been trying to get up in the morning and just do my morning, you know, mm-hmm. go brush my teeth, take my shower, have my coffee, drink my water and not check my email or not check anything for at least the first 30 minutes. Um, I haven't done that every day. I'm about like at 50% of the week right now. And it does feel That's nice. Good. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's like, again, don't be too impressed. It's been seven days. But like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely trying to be more aware of it because I notice that I feel different when I do it. I feel less mm-hmm. stressed out. I feel less like this, I just, this urgency, you know, to just keep going. And like, I'm, I'm constantly just running, you know? And so mm-hmm. it feels good that I can also organize my thoughts better for the day. And when I do go to my calendar every night, I every morning and every night I assess my calendar. So mm-hmm. I, I will plan the week um, and then move things around. I'm like one of those people like coordinate by color. So it's like, OK, I have this, you know, I have our block. I had my um, my email block, my newsletter. I have a newsletter that I, that I write daily. So it's like I need time to write that. And it's like, OK, I have all these other things that I want to do that I'm like. 9 to 7 p.m. But it's like, do these things actually have to happen today? No. So then I moved them around. And so like today, yesterday, today was supposed to be 9 to 7. But then I got up this morning on my way here. I was like, for what reason? So today it's 9 to 4. (laughs) And then I'm going going for a walk and I have a a podcast planned. And I'm like, that's good. You're good. I'm like, cook, cook dinner, watch some TV with your dog all good (laughs) so um yeah I'm constantly having to check myself because I I would love to say that like I'm like I'm healed and I'm not you know operating that way but I am (laughs) and I and I'll say I'm a reform perfectionist um and so I get it like I can relate to Obviously, I'm a high performer, but I'm super productive. I run circles around my colleagues who are busy. Um, to me, busy says that you have no control over your day. Exactly. Um, and so my day is going to go exactly how I planned it. And then any interruptions that come, I will manage them or not manage them. It just depends on what it is. Um, but often we get we get off track because we let interruptions and other people's fires um, interfere in our plan. Uh, and that that's where we we end up overdoing it. Totally. Like from work to friends to partners to everything. It's like. I've found myself also giving myself space for that because mm-hmm. it's so easy when it's just you. Like. I, I can be slightly robotic. I'm like, I go to the gym. I eat this. I eat that. I work out. I don't. I, I, I go for a walk instead. I typically work in like three hour blocks. So it's like, I'm going to do this for two to three hours. Switch it up, do the next thing or whatever, or dedicate a day to this if I have to. 
Um, but life happens. And I think that yes. also is really important for creators too. Cause it's like, I used to get so overwhelmed when like life would happen. Like there's an emergency, whatever my sister calls something happened. I'm like, I'm sorry, my calendar, like, no, like what's going on? <laughs> you know, Like what's going on? Um, and so allowing life to happen um, or whatever, your friends are in town and they would love to grab a drink, but you had, you know, I, I intended to work on this presentation from 6 PM to 8 30 PM. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you find that balance? You know? Cause I'm like, I love what I do. I love my friends too. I love going, you know, to go do the things sometimes, but I, I prefer to do X, Y, Z right now. And so I've yep. had to realize, I mean, I, I was definitely in a season where I was just like MIA just and it was definitely heavy in my burnout where I just I just was trying so hard to get out of it and like trying so hard yeah. to find ways to you know have this release emotionally and like just for my business that I I felt like I was actually increasing the flame by not allowing myself to go live so yeah I mean like what what advice do you have to people like that so with Something that I suggest is thinking about all of the major categories in your life. Um, so for me, I have a, actually a sticky note because I use this for myself. Every month I do like a self audit and my areas, I'll go through them really quickly, but it's like physical environment, career, money, health, friends and family, significant other, personal growth, fun and recreation, parenting and personal business. Um, you can make your own category. So that's just an example. And I go through and I rate myself where, how did I do within the past 30 days, right? The goal isn't 10 across the board, but it's to have some balance. Then I take the top, I take the three that need the most work and that's what I work on for the next month. So if I, you like it? I love it. I'm like, right? I'm, I'm stealing so, it. I love it. That of is course, please steal it. I'm like, it is now mine. That is so good. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. It helps me because I can see, oh my gosh, I haven't been out with my girls all of June. Like, let's do something about that for July. Like yeah. this work stuff is still going to be there. But if I have a nine, if I'm scoring myself on one to 10, I have a nine in career and a two in friends and relationships. That's not good. Nope. Nope. And so me. it's a constant calibration exactly. every single month to reassess. And it's going to be different every month. Like you said, life happens. And so there are also times um, that I'm like, girl, you've been on vacation 27 times last month. Like, (laughs) sit down, buckle down. It's go time. Say no to every brunch this month because it's go time. But the only way I can make that decision is to have the data. And the only way to have the data is to sit down with myself every single month and just reassess, reassess, reassess without judgment or shame. It is what it is, but it keeps me on track um, of what I need to be working on. So, for example, July, I know we're at, we're at the end of July. Most of July, I live um, in Mexico and kind of like gather my thoughts and, yeah, get, get myself together. August, September, October is go time. Like you know, focus, goal, a lot of goals have to actually happen then. And again, the only way I'm able to assess that and be productive is to measure it every single month. I love that. Um, Number one, you are my idol. That's amazing. I love Mexico. That is, that is so good. 
um, well, before COVID, I was going like every quarter because it was just like my my spiritual place almost for like reconnecting yes. to myself, defining my goals for the next quarter, the next year, sometimes the next three years. I don't know what it is yep. about Mexico, but I highly recommend everyone go it's there. something about their- it. Like it does the <laughs> I, same I for me. And I've gone so many places that I don't feel that way. Like the beautiful yep. places, but I'm like something about Mexico. I, I kid you not, everything that I've done in my life, almost every idea started in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I love that. That's amazing. Um, getting back to this, the data, I think that is so beautiful and so needed. How do you start, you know, because I'm like, okay, even the thought is slightly overwhelming. I have all these different pockets in my life, business, professional, personal, relational, whatever. How do you start that analysis for the month? Yes. Like, how, how um, do you do it? Part- just be, sit down with yourself. Just have quiet thinking time. Often creators, um, high performers, we don't create, think, we don't have, we don't put aside time just to think. Yeah. And we need to do that. Like as an executive coach, as a psychologist, my brain is my moneymaker. And so I can't have my moneymaker all raggedy and, and clouded up. Um, and so I intentionally schedule blocks of thinking time throughout the week where I'm turning off all devices, no interruptions, and I may just sit and think for two hours. And that's it ends up being the most productive part of my week every single time. Sometimes I'll write notes, but but I try not to um, because what happens is if I write notes, then I'll interrupt my flow of thought and then I get Mm -hmm. into um, like kind of to-do mode. But that's not the point. The point is to flow, have a flow, let yourself just be. Um, So step one (laughs) to being able to prioritize, schedule weekly thinking time. Some people for daily thinking time, it just depends on what you do. Um, Mondays, I have a two hour block where I'm just thinking like that's it. That's so good. Again, another thing I'm, I'm literally stealing tonight. Like I Yes, write it down. (laughs) I I love that. Guys, schedule your thinking time. Um, Yeah. I mean, one, I'm sure it's like a a great time just to reconnect with yourself. And two, like Mm -hmm. there's there's so much that we miss, I feel like, as humans, because there's so many distractions that are beautiful sometimes and sometimes bad and sometimes the middle in between um, that we can't possibly compute everything that we need to compute to like go forward because there are so many distractions and things happening at all times. So yeah, scheduling that Absolutely. time, of course, why would we not schedule it? I don't even know why I never thought to just schedule myself and turn things off. And I love that you said, turn your devices off because pilot yeah. mode is not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough for it's me. Not, I, it's not enough for me. I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's still there. Like It's still there. And Great. also I use my iPad. I don't do anything work-related on my iPad, so mm. it's safe to use, like, if I want to um, listen to an affirmation on YouTube or something like yeah. that, because I know I don't have my emails, I don't have, like, social media installed on it, anything, um, so I'll use my iPad if I need some sort of device for music or whatever. So I having a non-work that. device is is another key. <sighs> I love that. I tried to do that. I, I have two phones and I bought one uh-huh. phone with that intention and she has become a work phone now. I don't know when it happened, but it's just now I got two work the phones. phones are and... tough because they're so <laughs> they're convenient. So Everything is on it. And like yeah. you said, now you've doubled up. You got two work phones now. Yeah, yeah, totally. So. totally. It's like, 
uh, like a thousand people have one number and a hundred people have one. <laughs> like it's just yeah. like that was not the point of this. Do I get another number? Yeah, yeah like, that's not how this was supposed to work at not, all. This is not it. <laughs> okay, okay. So you do that, and then you schedule this time, and then basically, are you just focusing on one category for like twenty minutes? You're just like, let me think about everything I did with this category, or or how does it work? So for me, um, I just free associate. But again, mm. I, I'm a psychologist. My, I have a clinical background. And so I, less structure is better for me when I'm having time. It depends on, though, some people need more structure. Right. How, how are you? So if you're generally like kind of flowy and all over the place and not in a bad way, it's just like, you know, in a flow, then your thinking time may need to be structured. So writing down five questions that you like the answer to by the time your thinking time is over. So the five questions might be, um, how do I get more days off on my calendar without losing productivity? How do I spend more quality time with my friends and family without overdoing it with quantity? Um, how do I get in the things that I need for me first before I start pouring out to other people? So I'll just say three questions. Those, those could be three questions for those who need um, structure during the thinking time. I just either sit outside or um, I like my screen porch and I just set a timer and just kind of think. I don't let myself go to sleep, by the way. Smart. So <laughs> like smart. If smart. I if okay. I start to feel get sleepy or whatever, I may go for a walk for my thinking time. Okay. I love yeah. this. This it just I already feel like so at peace just like knowing that I'm going to do this. This is so good. Yes, there are things you can do to get out of this burnout cycle. Some yeah. quick, quick, easy things. And I mean, I also feel like a lot of burnout has to do with like your level of emotional intelligence, right? Like how important is it for you to continually develop that so that you do see those signs quicker, you know, because life happens and burnout could happen again or try to happen again. How do you increase your emotional intelligence, increase your self-awareness so like that doesn't become like that cycle that you fall into anytime you have like a big project or a big thing happening in your life? I I think um, I always laugh because when I think about the people I work with who are all really amazing, doing big things globally, I'll ask, well, how are you feeling today? And I'll get good. And I'm like, all you have, like, all of these words, you make seven figures a year easily. And that's the only, that's all you got for me? Like, just good. And so a lot of us don't spend enough time with our feelings, really understanding, is this exhaustion? Is this a trauma response? Is this, do I need to pay more attention to my physical body? Do I need a cleanse? Do I need to fast? Like, we don't even know what we're feeling. So how in the world will we know what to do next? So emotional intelligence is key. um, And starting out with the very basics of how am I feeling? Checking in with yourself, knowing there's a difference between um, mentally tired and physically tired. That's big difference. So good. It's so true. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. I feel like I, I can like relate to that for sure. I'm like, I feel fine physically, but I'm just so tired mentally. And that's hilarious yeah. that you said about about being good. Um, yeah, and people are like, how are you doing? You're like, 
fine. <laughs> like, I'm doing fine. I'm like, fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm like, and I'm, and it's not even like that I'm trying to withhold. I'm just like, right. I don't have anything not else to share. In. Yeah. I don't know. But again, I, you're right. It's, I need to check in more with myself so that I can have these conversations. <laughs> yes. Yes. And what gets in the way of that is being too busy. Yup. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was writing to my community in our newsletter about how I have, you know, I've I've gone through like the last seven years of my life professionally and wrote out like all the highs and lows. And I, I shared that with my community, what I felt those were. And um I said one thing I'm proud of is that I have figured out my my sprint and my flow. And so yes. I don't yeah, you know, I, I think as entrepreneurs, there is a time that's unsustainable to live, but like you have a big project, you have a big something. I'm going to go faster right now. You know? And so I'm like, I know yep. for me, I can't do that longer than about a quarter. You know, it's like, I can go yes. really hard for a quarter and then I have to dip back into my flow or else it's going to get really nasty. <laughs> like I'm going to have no patience. I'm going to be tired. Yep. I'm going to like be over emotional. Um, I'm not going to be able to connect with myself. My business will then suffer. I will suffer emotionally, mentally because my business is suffering and then everyone else is suffering because I'm suffering because <laughs> I can't pour out. And so I think it's really, I was trying to, you know, articulate that it's so important to discover for yourself, like, what is your flow and what is your sprint? I do. I love that. I do the same quarterly sprint. I live my, I do the whole 12 week year. I live my life in quarters. Yeah. Um, a year is too long to, it, it's, yeah. Life moves too quickly for me to schedule something a year from that, or yeah. I shouldn't say schedule because I have vacations planned out the 2025, but yeah. like work stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's that's e fun. It's every quarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's just so important. That's also why like, I don't believe in the whole like planning your content past 90 days. Social media is way too fast for you to be Things planning your content so out a year in advance. I'm like, anyone that's like telling you to do that is, is not with the times because by the time you post that thing that you created a year ago, it's so irrelevant. You're different. Number one, yep. that's like, if anything, you are a completely different person who wrote that a year ago. Um, and so yep. it's just, it's really, I, I think every creator should live by like that 12 week, you know, timeline of like planning and living and, and really f articulating their goals to themselves. So I love that you do that. I, I, I like the point of sprint and flow. It's going to be different for everybody. You and I do quarterly sprints. Some people may need it more frequently and that's okay. It doesn't True. mean, but I wouldn't go beyond a quarter. Like that's the max Yeah. without um, having a break, a significant rest or break. And you know, I, my life is, um, I live a life of ease and intentionality and I'm deliberate with every single thing that I do, but it doesn't mean that it, there aren't a lot of moving parts. Again, I have two teenagers with wow. very active lives. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm super involved. Um, and the reason I'm saying all that is sometimes I will have to pull an all-nighter because yeah. I am pulled in a lot of places. But guess what? I don't pull any all-nighters that aren't on my schedule already. Like mm -hmm. I can look at my calendar and say, ooh, girl, you're going to have to pull an all-nighter on August 17th and maybe one more on the 28th. That's so and then I do it and it's so okay. Good. Yeah. Because you were prepared yeah. and it, yes. it's like, like throwing you off. You're like, I am giving my time to something else so that I can give my time to this later. So that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and I make it, make it 
fun is probably not the word. I make it as good as possible. I'll have my favorite snacks. I'll have a little playlist going. I'll have it, you know, like where, and depending on the work, I may be able to have some TV in the background, like an old sitcom that I'm not concentrating on, but it's in the background. And so it makes that task seem less mundane, but I just have to get through it. So again, slowing down, planning, being deliberate and intentional will definitely decrease burnout, increase productivity, because if if I'm doing all-nighters and they're unplanned, it can feel like a burden. Yeah. It can feel like things are spinning out of control. It can feel overwhelming. Yeah. That same all-nighter planned, your brain is going to see it differently and you're going to be way more productive yeah. um, getting it done. I love that. I love that. Oh, okay. So planning. I mean, it's really... I think sometimes we plan things as creators. And it's like, oh, I'm keeping up my calendar and it's chaos. You know, it's like it's yep. plans chaos. So how do, you, how do you get better about having like an actionable strategy for your day, for your week, for your month, for your quarter as a, you know, entrepreneur? I think um, just run the play. Do it. Reassess. Do it. Reassess. So, um, I do a morning routine without fail, but I have to reassess like every few weeks, does this same morning routine move the boat forward? Mm. Like, is it going to get me where I need to be? Yeah. And so there's a point where I needed to add yoga and stretching to my morning routine because before it was just reading and meditating. And I'm like, mm, my body needs something too. So let me take this book off and add in 15 minutes of yoga. Um, yeah in the morning. And so reassessing and not doing too much. Doing too much is is the enemy of productivity. And that also sounds crazy because we as humans I believe believe the, the exact opposite. You know, it's like we yeah. have such I feel like entrepreneurs, creators, digital entrepreneurs specifically like are so self-driven because everything that you could ever need kind of information wise, you can find online, you can find someone who can help you online, whatever. And you're so self-driven to either figure it out on your, on your own or like find someone to help you do it. And because of that, our standards for ourselves are probably higher than they have ever been, I feel. And so what advice do you have for people like us that need to learn healthy boundaries? You know, like what are realistic expectations to prevent unnecessary stress, unnecessary busyness and unnecessary burnout? Yeah, yeah. So so I was brainstorming as you were talking about productivity. So it's not about getting things done. It's about getting the right things done. Mm. Okay. It's, you know, getting things done. I mean, I could spend a whole day doing things, but have I really done anything? True. Right? So True. it's getting the right things done based upon your individual goals. Staying in your own lane is the key. We can get so distracted with, oh, this person is doing this and maybe should I do this or look at it like that? No, no, create your thing, stay in your lane and base your decisions on your personal goals, not what the person next to you or around you is doing. Yes, I love that. That is so important, especially as people that operate on social media. I feel like you see someone doing this, so then therefore you should do that. And I think there's a fine line between that and following trends that are applicable yeah. to your industry. So how do you navigate that? It's like, okay, well, I should, 
probably be doing this because it's relevant and will help my business and ultimately increase my return, my revenue, people in my door. Um, I think it's just, I probably, what would you say? Like it goes back to self-awareness. Like, is this aligned with my values and where I want to take my company? Yeah, self-awareness and being intentional. So I have quarterly goals. um, And does this trend match my quarterly goal? Um, in any way? If so, then it's a yes. So let's say my quarterly goal is to increase visibility. Mm. Well, is it going to increase visibility if I start um, posting at, or, or if I start doing more lives? The answer is yes. So let's say lives are a trend. I will do that trend because it's directly aligned with what my goal is. Got it. But I'm not going to get on... Um, so if my, my goal is visibility, there may be some things that I don't need to do because it's going to take away from the time and energy for, from other things. Totally. Does that make sense? I feel like I fumbled around that. No, but... 100%. I think it gave me another yeah. question is like, how many goals should you have for your quarter? Like, what's realistic? Because I just do three. Mm, okay. um, I, I stick to three for everything. Okay. And so I can look. So I'm looking at my wall um, over here. Uh, so I, every, at the end of each quarter, when I'm doing my rest, the last couple of day, days of my rest is when I continue building for the next quarter. And so I'm looking at it now and I have July, August, September, three goals, three goals at the top and then the objectives in by each month that will help me get there. So my July objective is going to be different than my August objective. My July objective um, is to recharge and to recalibrate. Yeah. August is go, like you're doing A, B, C, D, and E. And then September, um, I have written up here, rinse and repeat. And it, it says, girl, don't do nothing new. That's a note to myself. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I need that note. Because yeah. that's how we get, yeah. like, we're like, oh, I want to do this. Yeah. I want to do that. So I have to say, girl, no, it's like, yeah. don't do nothing new. Yeah. So that's, that's literally written, right? The rinse and repeat, girl, don't do nothing new. That's under my September objective. Wow. I love that. I, I love that. You're just communicating to yourself what you need to hear in the future because, yeah. I yeah I'm sure like I get like inspired and again as a creative you're just like I'm so inspired by this I should try to do this and then you neglect the things that you need to do yes say less <laughs> like say less <laughs> I will be telling myself girl rinse and repeat from now don't on do <laughs> don't new. do like, nothing stick, stick to the plan <laughs> the plan is this and I have a, a parking lot on my board um on where I just write down things that I eventually want to do so I won't forget, okay. but it has to stay in a parking lot. Like I just write it in black. It reminds me of like an actual parking lot. My other colors are in go colors like green. I have some in red that it's like, don't do this. My green is in the do these. Um, and then my parking lot. Because again, we don't want to forget. Totally. Um, and then I can look at my parking lot every quarter and say, do I have room for any of this? Do I even still care about it? Do I still mm-hmm. like it? Is it still relevant? Um, so you can have those ideas, be creative and put them somewhere, but don't let them distract you. I love that. I mean, are you using some sort of template? Like, what is this like parking lot? Like, what, what how are you organizing your life? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I, um, I'm old school, so I write everything down um, on a white, I have a whiteboard. Okay. Um, and I just, every month I sit down on my floor and just write on, on the whiteboard. And um, if I have parking lot ideas, like, let's say I'm, 
I don't know, headed to Target or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I should A, B, and C. Because I feel like I I'm I have a good spiritual, I'm grounded spiritually. I don't want to let some of those ideas go or minimize them because they could be for a reason that I'm unaware of. And so I just put it in a note section in my phone. Yes. Called parking lot. I I love this. This is so good. Thank you so much for everything. Parking lot or for later. <laughs> for later. I love, honestly, I love parking lot. I'm, I'm going to steal that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have, girl, I have like thousands of notes and I need to go to them because I do feel like, I, I feel very intuitive with my spirituality as well. And I'm like, I feel like yeah. sometimes that is God speaking to you in a way like, this this could be for you. Like this is something that maybe yeah. you're supposed to do in the future. And there are things that I vividly see in the future that I'm like, there's just no way right now, but I know I'm supposed to do that. And I have notes dedicated to that. Um, I like using Evernote for that. So like you can have different notebooks for it. So Evernote keeps me organized with my note taking because it's chaotic without. Um, but yeah, it's 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 so good to write things down. I think we forget. I forget that we are constantly like forgetting things you know i'm like i'll remember that i'm like it's important to me now i remember and i'm like i'm like you won't remember you won't remember you gotta write it down i love it oh my gosh so good well that's a wrap my friends thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of burnt creator i hope that it inspires you i hope that it educates you in a new way on how to take care of yourself and further your brand and i appreciate you for listening And I hope you have a great day. Be well. See you next time.